If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's not no music. Okay, guys. Uh, we we decided to come on early today um, than our normal five o'clock slot, uh, basically because there is a lot of news in terms of um, the passing of our friend uh, Jessica Klein, and we wanted to get out here early just to start talking about her and and this. And Larry is in Martha's Vineyard, and his computer is, of course, not not working. He has the Delphi service, I guess, (laughs) from back in the day. Um, Chuck, uh, this is not an easy day for us here at the show. I mean, and you obviously know Jessica for a very long time. I'm just going to give the floor to you to start talking about her. Well, my... Time with Jessica were, were the years that we were at the, uh, my uh, prime time was in prime time were the years that we worked together. We we were both uh, represented by the same agency, uh, Broder Curland Webb. I was a Webb. They, she and Steve were Curlands, and uh, I met them uh, when I was the uh, supervising producer of Northern Exposure, and uh, and Steve and Jess. Uh, came in and uh, were approved by my bosses, Josh Brand and John Falsey, to write an episode, and um, and we 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 did one together, and I and I had to say goodbye to them right in the middle of it because then I was going over to uh, to work for Aaron Spelling, not knowing that uh, a, a year later uh, Jessica would be and Steve would be following me as a my first freelance assignment. Uh, in uh, April is the cruelest month. And uh, on the basis of these just being really, you know, veteran TV people, uh, I, I, 902 and 0 after that first season that we had really needed some of that kind of stability. And, and they were a really facile and, and, and really good um, writing team. Um, uh, Steve was really strong in concept and in the, 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 the pathos of what was going on and kind of higher things, Jess really got down in the dirt, took the notes, and really was, I found her, and Larry jump right in here, because that she was really also really adept at dialogue. Oh, dialogue that was her, she, one of her she strengths. Was the typewriter. She was the typewriter. Steve didn't type. He, <laughs> right. he, dictated, he dictated to her. I mean, well, that, yeah, I mean, yeah, Ben, and she, but that she too was always, you know, you know, really there. She loved, she loved the theater, and and I remember her telling me uh, about going with her mother to the stage door to get autographs of Broadway shows and things like that. She was a real New York, uh, uh, you know, baby boomer in that regard, and and certainly a survivor, a daughter's of survivor. And um, and which really, you know, here's this time, you know, Jessica is gone. And yet and I know between her and her daughter, Shira, this deep abiding faith. In the Lord above and in, in, in the uh, in, in Adonai um, is, is, is really what, what's carrying her feelings right now, the emotion, the thoughts about her, that she is. Um, I remember my rabbi telling me that, uh, you know, basically the Jewish religion is just about preparing you for death. And, and Jessica has been in that mode. She, you know, she knew she had cancer for the past year. We could tell here on the podcast. I remember once saying to you guys that she looked pale to you because she did to me. And then about a month later, she, she, it told us shared with us that that she was sick and and wouldn't be doing and then there were other times you invited her to come on Pete and she uh, couldn't even before we knew 
And yeah. um, but you know, she got so much. Larry and I were both at Shira's wedding. You were there, right, Larry? I think. Yes, we absolutely. And sure. we, you know, and I know that how much solace and joy Shira and the, the life that Shira's created with her husband and and and, and uh, Jessica's grandchildren has has meant meant to Jess. So I think that there was, you know, she lost her her second husband in Virginia, and you you probably knew him better than I did. Um, uh, I I had had dinner with him once. That was about it. But um, you know, we run thing. I mean, we'd run into them in Writers Guild Theater. You, you never went to the Writers Guild Theater too much, but I remember yes. we were in town people, so we went all the time, especially when we lived in Carthay. And she and Isaac were. Uh, we're, we're kind of regular, so we would see them once in a while there. And I think they had a dinner maybe at least once up at Kate Manolini's. Oh, afterwards. God bless it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, thinking of her today, it, it, it will always be impossible for me not to always Jessica Klein, you know, going right back to our times at 90210 and, and, and just, you know, the value. And I know that we're going to be doing a tribute show. I was just going to say, we're going to really go full throttle and do a tribute show and look at some of the times that she was here on the podcast, but also some of the things that she wrote and we'll invite some guests and we'll, we'll really go into all of this, but we wanted to get sort of started talking about her and what's, what's going on. I'm getting a lot of messages uh, from the cast and from, um, you know, from fans wanting to know what they can do. And we just wanted to come on here and start talking about, uh, about, the impact that she had not only on 90210, but even joining us here through the few years that we've been doing this. Um, Larry, what, what are your thoughts about this uh, today? And have you got oh, the, re the, how's your computer going to, first of all? <laughs> not, not well, uh, okay. but uh, I can't seem to get it going again. Um, I've, I've got to give some attention to it a bit, but you know, it's like a body blow. Uh, even though we kind of knew it was coming in the last couple of weeks, um, it just seems she she was young, you know what I mean. She she was still pretty young and vivacious and and so bright. You know, she was a Harvard graduate. And it just was threw herself into everything. You know, as we you know we do the tribute show, we really talk about it. You know, the kind of stuff that she really excelled in. Which for me, I, my only memory is how good she was in that spelling office man, which she would take the lead on that. And I was so glad someone else was taking the lead. It could <laughs> somehow get to the old man. She was wonderful. You know? And we'll 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 talk a and little also bit. Also, as, as a grandmother, as a mother, you know, it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a loss for a lot of people who really loved her very dearly. And to just just to say about this cast, um, you know, I, I heard about this, and you know that we were getting more serious in her illness, and I reached out to all of them, and they all sent well wishes and sometimes videos and whatnot. They just you had a really good group of people here that really care about. What, who everybody that was um, a part of this. And um, I want to share one little funny clip of Jessica on our podcast. And I thought this would be uh, just what she brought to the table. She always had that little, like, hilarious. hilarious. I just wanted to say just for one second, and as you're looking at the people at home or something or the different places, I'm going to move for a second. And just that behind me is not wallpaper. That is the sun setting over the Pacific Ocean. So oh, that's beautiful. Charles, look at that. Oh, my God. Look at this. Wow. We even get this kind of stuff happening here on the show. Right, Larry? Do you love this stuff? Right? I, I do. I do. Um, did it work? The outfit she's wearing. Jessica showed her kitchen as well, to, as you gave an example of what your background looked like, Charles. Jessica, I see. I... <laughs> well, it was a very nice kitchen, Jess. It really yeah, was. Really I'm sure you it made really good, good. I'm sure you baked goods there. Good uh, er earlier. We are going to talk about the show Under the Influence. That is where we're going next. But this morning, uh, we interviewed uh, Mark Damon F. Spinoza because we were covering his section of the show. And um, he had just found out about Jessica. So here's a, a portion of Mark talking about Jessica. Okay. Oh, hey, repeat. Yes. Uh, That's okay. I can You're recording? Yes. Okay. All right. Is everything okay? Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, here we are with Mark Damon Espinoza, and it's uh, Chuck and Larry, and we're doing a little something this morning. Um, 
Mark, you know, of course, we're probably going to be talking about this on the podcast. So we learned that Jessica Klein passed away uh, earlier this morning. Uh, did you want to say anything about about Jessica while we have you here to start? I mean, uh, it is brand new news to me. So I'm uh, uh, a little bit at a loss for words, except that uh, I just I, I just have such fond memories of, of dealing with Jessica and meeting Jessica. Uh, you know, early on in the audition process and coming to find out that the character was inspired by a real life relationship that she had had. Um, had she married this particular fellow, her name would have been Jessica Vasquez. Uh, I, I got, uh, uh, Chuck, that, that's correct, right? His last name was Vasquez? A boyfriend of her? I think that it's true. I think she told us that on the podcast too. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, well, I guess I'm the one that has a memory oh, lapse here because I, I feel I'm learning this for the first time. I, oh, really? Oh, yeah, no, that, no, that was That's... a real thing. That was a real no, thing. No, no, yeah, I knew there was the guy, yeah. but I didn't know he was a Vasquez. Yeah, that, yeah. I, you know, I'm going with that, but I don't. I'm going with it too. Let's roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, it works better for the I, story. I believe Jessica. And uh, anyway, I my heart goes out to her. Her kids, I, I, uh, I really am at a loss of words. Um, she was just a bright light, you know. Um, and she was a very warm booby. She was a great grandma. She loved that role. She loved the role of a Jewish grandma, and uh, just as well, much as she loved the role as a, of the Hollywood professional, you know. Right. Whenever, whenever she found herself in life, she, uh, she just. She embraced where she was and did what she had to do and made loads of friends and loads of memories. Yeah, very really important yeah, voice. And she, she kept moving around. It's like she was in Charlottesville and kind of took over that town and went to Toronto. Exactly. And she became a, a kosher, a kosher booby, as, as Chuck said, because she was certainly. Well, I remember. Maybe I probably should say this for the podcast. Yes. We're all together here now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Pete's going save it, save it. Um, <laughs> when. You remember, Larry, when Luke passed away and we went and um, the, there was a uh, the, the session for him on um, memorial service for him at the studio, sure. it was on a Saturday afternoon and she, on a Friday night, went to a motel in walking distance from the studio so she could walk there and not violate the you know, the Sad. tenets of, of uh, orthodoxy, which she subscribed oh, to. Oh, wow. So she all of a sudden embraced, but she certainly wasn't that during our show. I mean, that's what was, you know, you're absolutely right. She had a great zest for whatever she was in. And yeah. she was a, such an achiever. I mean, she went to Harvard and whatever. You know, Ivy League gal. That was uh, earlier today. Um, Look, I just want to say here, in talking for the fans, I mean, every time we did an episode of the podcast and Jessica joined us, I always got messages that they just absolutely loved when she was with us. And uh, they all adored her and loved her insight into all of the characters, the triangle. Remember, we did that that fun one. And, you know, I know Jenny and her had a special bond, and so did Ian uh, with, with the episode Sentence to Life that we're going to cover at some point as well and as the tribute. Um, but I just really love Jessica Klein. She's somebody that would talk to me, like email with me when we were first getting started and give me some stories and just such a kind soul. And I'm just really grateful for this podcast that um, I got the opportunity to meet her and, of course, you guys as well, but we're focused on Jessica today. Um, okay, I'm going to get started here with the actual podcast. Larry, is there anything that you want to add? No, because I want to say for the tribute, I really haven't really given it a deep thought other than just the, just the loss. And just look, I mean, I'm of this age. I'm just, I'm, people are falling off the conveyor belt left and right for me. So, uh, yeah, it's a little sobering. Um, you know, I, I, I also love Steve very much. So I, I, and it just, yeah, I mean, they, she went through a lot. She went through two husbands and poor Shira. I think about her and, you know, she's, she's experienced a lot of loss and my, my heart goes out to her and I know she's strong and she's got so much family and, and, uh, you know, we'll be thinking of them. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be able to be at the Shivit, but I'm going to light a candle and think about it. Yeah. I think that's really important to, to mention. Chuck, any, any last thoughts about this before we get into the actual podcast? Well, I, I uh, like Larry, a lot of the, the anecdotes I would say, but I, I do also 
you know, oftentimes when you uh, you ultimately get around to the service for somebody, you know, they talk about it a celebration of life. And uh, and Jessica loved to celebrate. Uh, Jessica may have ended up the kosher booby, but I remember when Jessica just was, you know, a young mom who liked to party and, and was a fun person to be with. And they had great parties up at their house. And I'll be sharing some memories about those. I, I have one thing that you made me think of, Chuck, which is a small thing. But I remember, like, you know, being on staff, you know, you're in the trenches, you know, day in and day out. And uh, at one point, she said she called in and said, uh, we're having a mental health day. I had never heard of this. I had never heard of someone taking off work and calling it a mental health day. But I could only imagine her and Steve were having a hell of a time somewhere. <laughs> so not only did she invent Donna Martin graduates, but also a mental health day, mental which we all have day, used somewhere totally, in our lives. Totally legal. It was totally legal with the production <laughs> schedule to have a mental health day. You know, I never especially pulled that for, card myself. Especially for a writer producer. They they, they have a, a special relationship with time. Yes. You can you can take that. All right, so we're going to play our intro, and when we come back, we're going to start on. Um, yeah, if if you give me a under the influence, I might be able to get online on my computer. So okay, also, great. Also, before you, we are live. We are we are live. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to check my sound. Okay, you sound great. Guy, so I sound great. Okay. You sound great to me. I did yeah. not sound great. I thought when we did the replay of me with, um, with Mark. With Mark. Mm. Okay, well, that might be the audio levels of that. Okay, let's just move into the beginning of this actual show under the influence. Well, wait a second. I'm just trying to see if I can get a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm sounding okay. <laughs> you, sound, you sound wonderful. You know, somebody messaged me I the other day. I sound wonderful. And I, and you know and how we always music. try to. This is and the we're, we're, we're live right now, yeah. So somebody told me the other day, uh, you know, I like to try to edit. We were talking about this, and they said. They love when we talk about our stuff like this. When we just do our random talk, they 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 really love. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah just go ahead. I'll just jump in the middle of it, I guess, and change courses. I think it's going to work. No, not not positive. Okay. Anyway, so that's let me, cool. and when we come back, so it'll be under the here. Glenn is here. Fantasy Fanny's here. Well, everybody's here to share their love about Jessica, and we are like like Chuck said, we are going to do a very big tribute show for her that will need some time to put together, but it's going to be really really incredible. So we would have uh, to be dressed much better, also. Yes. Okay. There'll be a dress. There'll be a dress code for that show. <laughs> What's right. wrong with my shirt? So that's All the right. next. Larry, that's the next super show. The Jessica Klein super show is the next is the next one. All right, okay. so yeah, right. Okay, well, let's get well, the show I'll, going. I'll, I'll wear a, 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 a cravat yeah, for that. Jacket. Yeah, exactly. I wear my usual sport jacket when I you know think about things <laughs> like that. I wear it every day. Um, All right, beginning of the show, and then you're going to switch devices at some point. Larry is what you're telling point, me. Yes, I'll, yes. I'll, okay. I'll, it'll, right. It'll, Winter, spring, summer, fall, seasons change, we still keep it together. Hey Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles Rose. Did I say that? Harry Mullen. The, the, the real person. And we go, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen <laughs> looks crush, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now this is the portion of the show where we're going to talk about uh, under the influence. Larry, you still do not have. I'm under the, the influence. I'm under the influence. <laughs> you still... you are, you're under somebody's influence. I don't know who it is right influence. now, but uh, you know, I I am clumsily doing this thing, but I will switch over to a regular a laptop. Uh, I mean, a, a desktop soon. Uh, my computer is just you know says not responding. Not okay. you, got, you got nice vineyard light in the background. Are, are you referring to the Google. the internet is not responding or the computer? No, it's, the, this you know the, my my Google's Chrome basically. Oh, I understand. That's that could be very challenging, and I don't know anything about that. So, well, um, okay, so I, I mean, my internet should be fine. It seems to be fine. The start of season five. Woo. 
Love it. Charles, you have told me, uh, or everybody here on the podcast, that it felt to you at times that you did five different TV shows in the five (laughs) seasons that, that you were there. So let's talk about the start of season five and what was this television show for you? This TV show was called Tiffany. And uh, because there was no longer Shannon. Right. And so we had an entire character to create. And we wanted to, you know, there'd been so much pressure from season one about where's the bad girl? We need the bad girl, you know. So we had Tiffany be a kind of a, a almost like a, a grifter from Buffalo, you know. Really, which, amoral, um, totally amoral. Yeah, and and you know, and it would definitely, and yeah, you know, which, knowing knowing now, you know, I, I lived in Toronto for the year two thousand one, and and since I did, <laughs> I know that that there were a lot of like young women from Buffalo in Toronto because if you were going to grift, that's where you would go. New York's too far. Toronto's a big Larry. Larry knows Toronto much much better than I do, but it's a it's a it's a big metropolis. It's a big. Yeah. Uh, Larry, do you know do you know grifting as well? Did you have? I uh, you know yeah because you every you know a show business is a grift. Sure. Uh, you know you try to get the marks. Smoke <laughs> and mirrors, guys. Smoke you know what, what, yeah, what it's is all it? A grift. Uh, but it's a, it's a, you give some entertainment along with the grift. That's part of the thing. That's why you play right. Piper. But anyway, um, getting back to to, yeah, to you know the influence. The, yeah, the, the the show and this kind of thing. So it was a question of it's not the focus. You would think we had just introduced her. She had just oh my god, she's got pot. They have pot on the show now. Pot on the show. <laughs> right. oh, Influence of Larry Mullen, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing was, is that no, our first we get to the 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 act the teaser, and all of a sudden, this is about Donna Martin, who was in the background for the entire scene, now announcing, I'm not going back to college. Pow. Yeah. Audience not prepared for it, got to react to it, and we're off. Oh, yeah. but also, oh, while this is happening, uh, we downplayed it in the first episode. But, yeah, Dylan McKay uh, has been uh, robbed to the tune of 8 to $10 million. So, at the same time, Brandon Walsh is, uh, is, is in a deep relationship with Kelly Taylor. And although the good friends found out about it the episode before, Dylan finds out about it here. Yeah. In other words, 902, oh, and Andrea, who's got her baby, Gabby's got the baby, and and our friend Mark Damon Espinosa, who I think we're going to be talking with a little later in the show. Um. You know, are looking for what? How are they going to raise their child? And it seemed like daycare was going to be the right way. And uh, and you know, the mom has the doubts. And basically, the interesting part about that for me is in that conversation, that moment where they're saying, "Oh, it'll be so cute to see this, this, and this." Is exactly what I was saying to Karen to say, you know, don't worry. I mean, he was you know telling her how cute Lindsay was that morning. And uh, the cutest I've ever seen her. And Karen went, "Uh oh, fear of missing out. Goodbye, career. Goodbye, <laughs> pipe dreams. I'm a mommy." You know. Uh, so that was. Uh, hey, hey, we know. should give the credits. This is a script that was written by Chip Johannesson and directed by Scott Pollan. And we particularly uh, love Chip's scripts. They're all very unique in a certain way. There's lots of great chunky pieces of, of dialogue and reveals and scenes. Well done, Chip. It, 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 just, it, it, and his scene construction. Let's just start with that. It's my favorite, almost my favorite moment. We said about it was really important to establish Tiffany. And there was Tiffany, uh, you know, Valerie standing there and asking about what Josh Richland saying to her, can you help me convince him to run? And looking at this with the most benignly, benign confidence and salaciousness all wrapped up to one look and says, yeah. reads Chip's line, probably could. <laughs> and it was just, you know, and it was just that kind of thing. Um, 
there there are a few others to just blonde oh blondie and the boy scout you know i mean oh, yeah. you know chip yeah. just would roll the 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 verbiage and uh and we just and really you know he started in season 3 and he did great stuff and season 4 you know really you know came in you know so much of the stuff and was 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 real important in all ways but this season but he just when it went up, when we went a little darker and a little more so he just opened it up and you know you always knew yeah. he'd come up with great ideas so for me Larry the one thing if chip was on here what he would be talking about is the cuz he liked to do his research so he did the research about that Texas dip yeah. That, yeah. that uh Donna yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, hell, God, really, yeah. a, a really limber, a really nice move. I would um, really encourage his otter side. I, I would sit there in the room with a lot of times and really just push his end there because he really had that. And he pushed it with me, too. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah you guys there's were... a scene, though, that really I thought, you know, because, again, the big thing that's happening here is that Dylan started to drink. He's lost his money. Brandon is back with Kelly, and they have not told him. Right, and we're we're going through half this episode like this, and all of a sudden he sees Nat, and basically he's got to throw Jim and Cindy out, out of the peach pit. He what about that? He tells Florida. them they're not they're no longer they're welcome. Not welcome at- there, which was fantastic because it's very James Dean. This whole episode has so much of the Jet Rig character and giant to me when I when I and he it. wouldn't but- he wouldn't even let us talk about it. He wouldn't. <laughs> we were playing him partially as James Dean. Sure, he looked yeah. it and he could do it. He and could, he has the scenes you know, for you know he that 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 you know, I'm feeling sorry for myself right now. But you, but and you don't hate me. You actually, you know, like me. You want to be with me, you know. But but he allowed himself to have that vulnerability. Uh, sure. Dylan yeah. McKay. Yeah. I mean, the reveal. What's so great about that whole thing with Brandon Kelly is that Nat just throws it out there. Everything. And that's how he finds out. Nat delivers the Nat delivers the news. Yeah, yeah. Really it's an offhanded way. It's, just, it's a, you know, when you have secrets and then you get you get busted like that. You know, it's really good. We really we really built that. We earned that. It, it is so, true. What you love that. about it is it's not one of the others. Like Donna didn't reveal it. You know, I mean, uh, or or whatnot. It's Nat that oh. reveals it. He's gossiping like one of the kids would. You know what I mean? In a confrontational way with Dylan because he just threw out the Walshes and said that they're not welcome here anymore. You know what I mean? So it's oh. a very good good Joey oh, Tata he- scene. The other thing is, everyone thinks Dylan still has money. No one knows his yes. secret, which has been totally fleeced. Well, that's that's so, what also struck me thinking about the the arc, which now follows this that storyline, is that it takes a while, and I think it's Valerie who reveals it uh, finally to the Walshes. Um, yes, you know, it is. Jim, it but is. it's about two to three three episodes down the the line. You know, I mean, we kept that conceit that there still was money there going for a while yeah until until we needed the plot to move to intervention he's got no money now we got to intervene now he drives the, the porsche off now he's uh living the dreams of Daniel mckay after which i collapse for the rest of my time on my you know, i mean the, the scene where he comes into the uh the fundraiser let, let's know, let's i want to Hold yeah, on that. I want no. I want. I want to ask Chuck something about you. You. You said that you added. I want to go back to what you said about adding Tiffany. Um, this was not. Was this an easy task to add a, a character? You know, this is not going to be someone that. It's not a guest star, right? This is someone that's going to be with our show. She is now. We're now replacing a huge portion of the show. We're getting. You know, Brenda Walsh has been defined on this show for the last four years. And now you have to figure a way and write a character that is going to take your mind off of the fact that Brenda Walsh is not here anymore. And this is a new character that we all need. Tiffany does eventually pull this off. But talk to me about that process and how challenging that was for the writers and for you guys. Well, I'll, I, if talking about her, then then I, I know that, that there was, uh, you know... Uh, just the notion of a new actor. I mean, these guys had already been working together for four years. So she comes in and, um, you know, it's a different kinds of process. And are you all getting everything else? So, you know, people would come to me to grumble and, and they would, you know, the, that first day, that second day, you know, is this, is where, what, 
The actors don't know where the relationship is going. Brandon really doesn't have this, hasn't established this yet with, with their who are they, all this. So they're playing freeform. So they want to, you know, it's a little crazy making, you know, in, in that regard. Change is always, that's what you want in a television series, right, Larry? It just goes smoothly, basically yeah. the same thing by degrees and you go forward. Well, this is yeah. this was a major plop in here in this culture, this pop culture moment in the 90s yeah. where, where Brenda goes, Shannon goes, and here's Tiff. And she she plays that scene, the next episode that we do, where she goes to the pool hall. And she, even if she ultimately is playing a character as much as Laverne, Brenda was playing Laverne in season one, uh, by by, this is, you know, she's there. I'm going to be sexy gal here and I'm going to get you. And, you know, like the bad boy and wanted to be with the bad boy. And, um, you know, she won me over at that point. You know, yeah, they said also the line, she goes, oh, Brenda's still in or Kelly's still in. Yeah, I want to get to that whole that whole thing, that whole thing. But but the the idea that she 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 comes in, I think what you guys did really great was you played off of her what we knew Tiffany Amber Thiessen as we knew her as this girl from uh, saved by the bell and you brought her in under the, you know, this might that be, where no- that meant nothing to me. I don't know if it meant anything to Larry. I didn't watch Say by the it? bell. I didn't follow. No, Saved I, by the bell. Well, she's like the sweetheart. Do you know what I'm saying? She's the, she's the sweetheart, but she's yeah, but not, that, wasn't, that wasn't the character. We told her what the character was going to be. She was not yeah. going to be surprised. Brian was surprised, but she <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have been so surprised. When we told her about what the the character is going to be, we were we were prepared out to be yeah. that. Well, for the, for I the audience wondered, though, she, she plays sweet. You know what I mean? She's playing sweet, but then we learn well, we in the that. first we couple episodes. Yeah, right. That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. Had, well, in her audition, she showed that side. I mean, she's very beguiling and naive, seeming, and you know, we added the whole buffalo thing, and she basically sucks everybody in like a true, you know, amoral grifter, and, uh, <laughs> and then reveals to to you know the audience who she really is. And, you know, that character, I mean, also, she was such a team player. Chuck, you obviously saw the scene with the, the shared bathroom where Tiffany comes out in, in like a thong underwear. And it's like brown bra- panties. Yeah. And, and it's uh, like, whoa, okay. I can't believe she did that. I know. I mean, very, very brazen and, and also, you know, beautifully statuesque. Oh and God. it just made me think, you know, was that an opportunity? Did we even explore that, you know, that really putting more of Tiffany's effort to Brandon? I'm surprised you guys didn't do it in, in season six. Well, you know, it's hard because they're so close. But we did, you know, at the end of season five, obviously they kissed. Yeah, I mean. Season ender. That was pretty cool. Um um, okay, so this this thing with Dylan, and there's a lot of good things that are happening with Dylan. And somebody here wrote that uh, Luke was at his best in this year, in this season, and I think he really did get a lot of good stuff. We Im- immediately see him, you know, getting into it at the bank. By the way, nowadays, I said to to Larry when we were watching it, it would just come up as a fraud alert. You know, what I mean, <laughs> as a text <laughs> as a text message. But uh, then he does run into Donna, and he and even though he's having all this money problems, he he buys a table at this event, right? Well, he keeps the illusion going, right? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't want anybody to know. He's got butts. Yeah, and then he does show up to the event because he does get tipped off from Nat, like Larry just mentioned. Let's talk about that scene. Go ahead, Larry. Well, you know that's you know if you remember the movie Giant, there's a scene just like that where James Dean comes in drunk and uh, and upsets this whole you know kind of a gathering of you know swell folk, uh, and it was really good. And in fact, he actually does the same thing Luke did, which was put his boot his boot up on the table, which is a natural move, and uh, <laughs> and it just it just played great. I mean, there's all there's so many things going on there because you know I mean, also we got to talk about the. The Sean Hardell, uh, you know. Well, I'm going to get to that. Gonna, yeah, yeah, that's but, a whole other. But part. but from Dylan, but, I mean, but the the friend's reaction to Dylan, though, and again, Brandon lied to him. He never he never told him about the Kelly thing. So I mean, Brandon's defenseless in this thing, and Luke just kind of eats him up. Yeah, um, and then of course he goes to uh, the bar. He goes to Dehaney's, where you know our story slam takes place as well. Maggie's story slam. Oh yeah, uh, and you know we see. Um, 
him go to Jesse, and I'm going to play Jesse uh, or Mark Damon's clip later, but he does go to Mark Damon's character and is looking for uh, a drink, and he meets this girl, and, you know, he gets... We, we talked a little bit about what Mark, so I'll save some of that for the clip, but, you know, then we start seeing some body shots. Right, Larry? Well, what happens is Brandon goes to seek him out, and... Uh... Deal this with a one night stand, and it's uh, this is something that Chip took. Chip took great. No, Kelly. Kelly goes to Dogo. Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Oh my God, Kelly goes here. Yeah, I forgot. Kelly goes there, and uh, and Dylan. I I just remember when Chip was explaining to us what body shots were because I did not know. Uh, Were you aware of body shots before this, Chuck? Well, Karen, you know Karen and I. What more do I have to say? Oh, okay. Because so I'm not a drinker, so I didn't know the thing there. And I and I noticed. Tell me if I'm wrong. We don't actually see the body shot, right? We just talk about it. Oh we no, I think it. She, it does it off of her neck. I'm pretty sure, right? Doesn't he? Put oh, the, does he? Okay. Yeah, great. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. cool. I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if we actually pulled the whole act off. Right. Oh no, it's it's pulled off. Oh, yeah. good, excellent. Well, it was very educational for the folks at home, and uh, it's just a great little, you know, kept, again the emotional reality of the show just kept propelling it and you know you're drawing into this guy really sinking lower and lower and then the kelly thing was just again that's a great scene you know he just totally sees she sees dylan in a whole other light there just where he is uh maggie says and the chick is wearing kelly's robe i didn't i didn't i didn't notice that that's a good little i guess when you stream the show on pluto you know a lot you get to see those little things yeah (laughs) Yeah. stop it yeah uh, by the way, we do have something really cool happening with Pluto soon. So I know that's, I'm just saying this in the middle. Yeah, so, so, that sounds like fun. I, I can't yeah. wait to do that. I, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I'm, I think we're just going to have a blast with it. So we'll tell you more details as that, that comes up. All right, let's talk about the uh, the thing that you were just going to talk about. We have Cress Williams' character, Deshaun Hardell. We get to see him here. He looks great, man. I mean, he's just so great on this show, and he has such a special relationship with Donna. Um, you know, I, well, first off, let me ask you, like, we've talked a long time ago on this podcast about the possibility that we would see a relationship with, uh, and sometimes I bring these things back up because people are too lazy to go back to the old episodes where we've certainly talked about this. But we've talked about the idea that at some point Deshaun Hardell and, and Donna Martin were going to kiss. That's a, that was going to happen. And then it did not happen. Well, it certainly was, uh, pitched in the room to, to Mr. Spelling in his office. And, uh, it was shot down. Yeah. I remember that quite clearly. Well, he, wasn't, he didn't want to offend his his, uh, his the Texas cook. friends. Yeah, the, the woman the he, he was the the elderly woman from Texas who cooked for them, <laughs> and she felt she she didn't want to see a a, a, a white gal with a with a you know handsome black man. She she did, and that was enough for Spelling to say it's okay. We're not doing this. All right, Larry. We, we got we have you here now. Hey, there he is. Right. You know what it was, guys. You know what it was. My computer is. The computer Larry, got, it, it, uh, it was doing updates. Computer oh, I hate updates. that. I hate oh, updates. Oh, that is so aggravating. I hate oh, updates. And that, yeah. Especially when you have something going on, and and then Windows uh, takes over the world. <laughs> Yes. Uh, wait, so so to this point, okay, so that was going to happen, and that's why it didn't happen. But it's interesting, because now in this episode, it life sort of, or art imitates life in a way, because now Deshaun is caught dancing, uh, you know, is dancing with Donna at the, the big shindig here, and Felice is judging from, from afar, and then they do have a, a conversation, which is essentially... You know, a conversation that is about systemic racism. You know what I mean? It's something that we talk about a, a whole bunch. Go ahead, Larry or Chuck. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's just narratively, it's a hugely missed opportunity. Um, you you even could have done, uh, you know, uh, brought Jamie in just a little later or at the same time. You, you, you could have done a lot of different things. But we went with – Jamie was where we were going with it, and we were happy with that as an alternative. You know, I mean, I was disappointed that that there was this, inst- you know, uh, old, world, old school prejudice, hmm. um, you know, the Jewish uh, 
Southern paranoia. I don't know. I, you know, it's it's not fair to to, you know, to talk about it now. But I I'm I'm aware of that. You know, this all these making of these shows were give and take. And when you got down into issues like where we would, that there were sometimes you just had to give. We used it though, but we used it to expose systemic racism. Yes, we did it in a different way, you know. But it would have been nice to have the kiss and also Felice commenting. Yes. The kiss would have been, I don't know, I guess there had been kisses before, but it would have been pretty pretty good. I mean, we tried to, and it was real. And that was the other thing in this this episode, uh, happens there's really some nice stuff that goes on between uh, Donna and, and Deshaun in this, which uh, is lovely. All kind well, of that's, yes, I mean, Donna was really uh, almost a different, you know, it's interesting. If you look at the scene, I mean, maybe this, is Donna in those scenes closest to being who Tori is? She was so confident and in herself. She just been in Houston and knew that, and the way she was vibing with him as a friend, uh, yes. you know, was a really a, a clear-eyed Donna, not the Donna that brings. Why is she bringing so much luggage? You know, because we made fun of her. Sure, no, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she she reinvented herself to 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 basically get yeah. her mind off of David, which I thought that really played well. I mean, I thought that was really good. Writing. And, and also an interesting, yeah, and as a real interesting. Uh, storytelling and 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 i love that i always love that we you know here we made in one sense we made you know kelly be the psych major who's always attuned into people's behavior but by being that character she can also kind of dictate and help narrate you know motivate where the story is going give you clues because she you know is uh, one of the things she realizes what's going on and then donna denies and but just for the fact that they've had that conversation, it's in the back of your head. So when it is revealed to Luke, of all people, um, yes, it's a smooth flow. If you just follow the steps, it's a smooth flow because it it's every scene that happens at, in one sense or the other is very plausible for having happened right then. Yes. If, if, if they don't stick out like sore thumbs, they're not emotional reality. Yeah. Earn moments, very good. Yeah. Well done, us and Jeff. The thing uh, too is that we see Claire Arnold uh, debut uh, here, right. <laughs> and of course I have to bring that up. She, she jumps and she jumps. She in shows grade. up she in the middle of this. Grade. Yes, so yeah. Classes yeah. really paid off. They don't. They don't allow well, anymore. you know, <laughs> look, she's your crush, but she had to get hello. Larry and I both knew what we had as a as a really really cute and fun but smart attitude actress who can you know be sexy and funny and uh, and be and and be pleasant to be around uh, was great. And, and she's so a little bit of a talking to her, so say well, hello. She could be will do. She is a little bit of a troublemaker, Claire. Here, you know, like she looks at the she looks at the. Brandon's classes and says that she's going to go to these classes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't we haven't put her in the beach house yet. She's not. That's really coming up though very soon. Yes, it's just Well, also uh, Kelly says that to Brandon that she thinks that um, Donna is joined a cult, which is <laughs> which is great. We're foreshadowing, going. foreshadowing Finley. Yes, of course we, we knew that. Of course we knew. Of course we knew. We had her broken her down. 20 episodes? Of course we have. Season 5 cult. <laughs> so you did not know. You didn't you did not know you were going to go down no, down that road or did no, you know? No. But you know, so Well, I always cool. want I knew what I at one point wanted to do um in once we were going to college. I always felt felt that uh a teacher being denied tenure had a lot of drama to it. I, we, that happened to me uh, at University of Wisconsin in my freshman year. I took a the, the first English class, and uh, and this English teacher came in, and then she didn't get tenure. And it was, you know, and it was interesting because she was a woman. It was mm. a she, and the guys didn't want to give. You know, I guess when you do tenure, you split up my funds. Anyway. So I always was interested in that part where Finley comes into it, not knowing how that would ever manifest itself sure. because I like campus politics and stuff. That was, that was always going to be there. That part of it. Speaking of campus politics, you just reminded me that that's where we see, oh, we God. see, 
Josh Richland and Brandon Walsh are going to start running a campaign together. This is some of my favorite stuff in 90210. Well, it was. It was me too looking at it. They, they, you know, saying I like that campus politics stuff. And if you were going to do it with the kind of insider cynicism and yet, you know, uh, and be able not to get bogged down in that. You know, and Josh, you know, was 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 great for that. The, the, the actor Josh is so is so great because yeah, he's Josh Beckett. Josh Beckett is just feels like uh, Josh Richland. You know what I mean? They just he just nails this character, and I and I, you know you wind up well you you wind up you start hating him, but then you wind up like adoring the character that they go through this whole process together. But you see some of the early steps here. You know, what do you think of Joshua Beckett? Uh, Charles, I know that you, we've talked to him here, and you you adore his work here. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He was well. He came. Yes, I knew his family, his dad, his stepmom. Um, very, very, very classic kind of L.A. background, and uh, and I think he's a therapist, right? We had that's right. Yeah. We did one with him. It was a good conversation. It was really great. Yeah, deals with people's trauma. Yes. Um, um, Okay, so I do have this clip. It's eight minutes long. If you want to say goodbye, Chuck, because you have things to do, that's totally. I will do uh, stuff coming up. So I got it. I got a ten. A lot of stuff for Grandpa. I'm Grandpa Charlie. Very proud of my three grandchildren, particularly Helen B. Passman. Love her very much. All right, Chuck. Uh, thank you for your time here, and you know, talking about Jessica. I know that's really important to everybody here today. Uh, but yeah. right now, we're going to go to a clip where we talked to Mark Damon Espinosa earlier. He's going to talk about his storyline and working with uh, Gabrielle. There's a lot of heavy, great uh, Jesse Vasquez stuff in this episode. <laughs> there is the stuff with uh, you and Andrea or you and Gabrielle, um, you know, picking a nursery or daycare, right? Then there's this this great scene with you and Luke um, where Jesse mm -hmm. re refuses to uh, serve uh, Dylan because he's drunk and underage. Um, so do you have any memories of this episode? I, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. I know I sent it late to you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get the chance to watch it. It's been uh, a lot going on with my own family. So I, I didn't get the email until late last night. Um, but I do remember it pretty well. It's, uh, that, was, that was a big day. And I remember um, this is at the bar, correct? This is That's at right. Doheny. Uh, so, so it was probably uh, – second or third episode of season five is that right yeah second episode yeah second episode i remember because I, I um I, I remember it being a big group day an enormous group day there's a lot of extras and a background it was at the bar and, and uh to, to be honest what i remember about it most was luke wanted me to walk with him off the set because i would always do a walk with the background or whoever was around but luke wanted me to walk with him off set we ran lines that morning it's something I love doing with Luke because Luke was 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 a very serious actor. He wanted he wanted to run lines. He wanted to rehearse. He wanted to get it before he started working. And I loved I loved working with the guy. But it was him putting his arm around me and wanting and steering me away from the crowd and wanting to walk with him back to our trailers that I remember. I remember the day and I remember having fun with the you know the Shakers and there were two really beautiful young ladies they put at the bar that I was flirting with. And then, uh, and then the scene works. Luke comes into the scene, so I remember that aspect of it in a big day. But what I remember the most was that time with Luke, oddly enough, off offset. Um, so yes, I do remember. I do remember the episode very well. Um, and there's this great stuff with you and Gab Gabrielle doing. Um, there's this whole thing about you guys, you know, picking a nursery and all this stuff. So talk to me about working with her. I know we've talked about that in the past here, but doing some of that scene as the character was developing, you know, as Jesse was developing. Tell me about tapping into this father role that you were kind of doing here. Well, I, I was a I was a dad in real life very late. Kate was born when I was 43. Uh, so 44, um, I'm forgetting my math. Uh, I've always loved kids, I've had nieces. So the, the babies that we had to work with, I loved holding the babies and the babies were generally pretty good with me. As far as working with Gab, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, I, I, I saw, I was in New York working on a show recently and, and, and she was there we got a chance to have dinner 
and we sat and we hadn't seen each other physically. We've talked on the phone, but because of lockdown, et cetera, we hadn't seen each other in three years, probably. We, we talked, but not, not physically uh, in the same place. It's like, it's like we're married. It's still all the, and I know she's married to Charlie. She's in love with Charlie. She's got two grown daughters, but we get together and it's like we're married. And <laughs> we pick up where we leave off. It just, it just flows. And this is however many years later. And it still flows that way with she and I. Uh, she, I'm, I'm probably far too biased. I, I adore her so much for so many reasons, not just as a professional or as a friend, but I respect her as a, as a uh, you know, union leader and all the things she does, she's, she's just extraordinary. But she always, when we're together, she can always pull it back to our friendship. And it does, feels like, it feels like we're married. It feels like That's we're married. So sweet. That's so sweet. It's really nice. And it always did. It. I, uh, if I can, uh, to go back to my very first episode that I was on, it was the the, the 20th anniversary for uh, Jim and uh, Cindy. Jim and Cindy, and um, uh, it was a set, the first day they they uh, had moved. I was basically back around the first day, and so they, so I can't remember. One of the ads uh, brought me to Gabrielle, and Gabrielle was sitting with. So friends sitting and chatting and, and that was the first time we'd met and I'll never forget her standing up and smiling really big and, and welcoming me and giving me a hug and then in that moment all the anxiety because I had no idea what I was walking into I was I, I went from doing Shakespeare for $200 a week to being on the hottest show on TV with all these very famous kids or young people I had no idea what to expect and the minute she gave me a hug and said welcome, I, I knew I was safe. You know, I, I knew I, I could relax and breathe. And it's never really changed since then. You know, she she is just that way. And I think that comes through even on screen. You know, I mean, when the two, oh. when the Jesse and Andrea are together and they're picking the daycare and all this stuff, like there is this sort of uh, familiar familiarity with each other and this connection that they have. And maybe because of that hug or whatever, it just it just made you even more comfortable in the in the in the role. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chuck, any Chuck or Larry, any questions for Jesse about this, or are we all good to go here? I really like the fact that when and the way that you did this is that is that you know the when you looked at him and and immediately uh in and I'm talking about the scene with with Dylan and uh and pulling the drink out of his hands are you trying to get me fired yeah that all of a sudden it just and and we, we talked about you know the writing you know a, a, a script written by Chip Johansson is just a has just these gems every scene has gems in it uh and that was one that just to go straight to it's not just about you mm -hmm. uh you know messed up young man it's about me too the one who's working his way through law school in this and it just it just always um was was that reinforced that you were a different cat than all these other uh 902-0ers you had a different background. You had a different sets of interests, and um, and 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 you know could carry that off with a line and and just a look. You looked the guy straight in the eye, and I, I thought that was very um, powerful. And and also I wanted to bring that up to show uh, Larry and Pete that I actually watched the episodes of the part that I hadn't seen on the watch along. I did go back last night. Yesterday was kind of a trying day in Rosenworld, so watch it i just wanted them to know that too <laughs> yeah we uh <laughs> we all great. kind of uh when, in watching the scene uh the girl who dylan picks up all caught a ride the second time around here because she was pretty wonderful we were hoping we we're going to get her on the show in a couple of weeks we think maybe uh, yes she had a season of one that carhart had... uh, carhart is that her name yes it was something different then she's married now yeah oh, okay yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh you know she was great this is the body shot girl that we'll talk yeah. about in the full full up uh, yeah um and uh we'll hopefully get her on as a bonus interview at some point as well um yeah i thought i thought that was, was great and then dylan has a great line too uh someone mixed up a bartender and a lawyer oh right. yeah 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 <laughs> no that that scene plays really well because it's all part of this bad boy dylan episode which is so strong yeah really good stuff all right, Mark, uh, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, it's always good to see you, buddy. And uh, sorry that we started on such 
bad news no, here. No. Thanks, thanks for sharing the news. I appreciate it. And good to see you guys. Good to see you Absolutely. guys. Much love right. to you. All right. See you guys soon. Thank All right. You. Bye. So that was Mark Damon a little bit earlier giving his thoughts on. Do you have any thoughts on that particular storyline with the with the daycare and all that? Um, just you know, back back to the Jesse Vasquez. Yeah, I mean, indeed, that story. Jessica had that that boyfriend, and she really pushed for that. You know, we were looking to you know do something a little bit bit different with uh, Andrea's boyfriend, and uh, it was a chance for us to, even though we didn't say it, to diversify the cast. You know, sure. and another kind of a texture. Uh, uh, you know, another L.A. guy, but not a Beverly Hills guy, you know, kind of like what we did with Ray later on. Yeah. But, uh, no, I like that. And the daycare thing, I have to say I didn't care about. Uh, but <laughs> Well, I mean, in, the, in an episode I, I mean, where you have... Again, uh, she, there's yeah. a lot of emotion and reality. We're trying to build up the young couple, but we had other things we, where we were going. Sure. But we are trying to be real also, and that would be a real problem. You know, are you going to be able to spend time with your baby or, or not? And so... And- and, as, and as Chuck it, said, it was a, it was a big deal, uh, and, and it plays nicely. It play, you know, there's early conflicts between the the couple too, right? You know, deciding and picking and all these kinds of things. So you are you're laying the groundwork. You have to answer for it because it happened last season. It was such a big episode. Oh, no, no, we have we committed to the we committed to the baby. We weren't going to hide. <laughs> so you're looking for you know, again when you're doing 32 hours a year, you're looking for story. And yeah, that, and that, and you're looking for authenticity too. As a young couple, you know what are they going through? And we know we're going to have affairs and other stuff. So that's all sure. good stuff as sweeps that come by. But in the meantime, you got to get to that. You got to earn it with uh, real moments. So yeah, I think the kids play it well. I was really glad though that you know that that he got the chance to play with Luke there in such a strong scene. And yeah, I mean that's you know it was it was a good episode i also we didn't give enough credit to that uh, gentleman who played travis he was terrific oh god film. right travis oh uh, I, somebody well, told me that tori they saw uh, christelle told me that, that she saw tori and, and jenny member for a while they were doing like live shows and someone asked i think tori if she can do the texas dip and she sadly cannot do the texas dip oh, anymore well, she, tr- she tried actually we should <laughs> spend one moment to say how magnificent that was for her to do Yes. And yeah, she was really on the top for game. That was an excellent storyline for her to how how do I block my mind out of Dallas? I get reinvented in Houston. I've got to be a debutante. You know, you know, we, we know in our hearts we're not going to go there. Sure. <laughs> but at least it's good for a story and 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 to, and to play out. And we and again it gives it gives uh, our dear friend Michael Durrell. We don't know how he's doing. He doesn't come on the show. Uh, Saw so that email. Uh, Did you see that, uh, Doc Martin? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then Felice, uh, Catherine Cannon, uh, just, you know, kills it and play. She really commits to this character. And, and the character, you know, for better or worse, rings true. I mean, and, and in a way, Mr. Spelling, being a Jewish person from Texas, always felt a little bit defensive in, in the way he would see things. And so the sure. black thing, you know, he, he, you know, he would kind of hide, hide his thing. You don't want to kind of, you know, lay it out there. And I thought Chuck's explanation about the housekeeper was really good. And, yeah. uh, you know, but, but again, we, also we were different. able to use it. We were able to use his attitude and expose it. Uh, in fairness, though, I mean, to to to, mis- to Mr. Spelling, yes, that. But also, you know, there are a lot of states in this country that at that time, if had, they had seen that happen, it could have been a difficult a, a turnoff. Yeah, on, I mean, you know, our thinking was, it would, you know, again, water cooler stuff, you know. Right, you, sure, of course. You, wanna, you, wanna, you know, even then we didn't know the term viral, but we were we were looking at, you know get viewers you know, it was really a primitive time you know the totally should have happened really- it would have been an amazing thing it would have buttoned that scene up even further oh, that yeah, she yeah. yeah that he kisses her yeah and she has that we, we expose felice yes then, and then it would have made that story even deeper but you know we got a little piece of it um it definitely and, and you know and we were able to develop that relationship between our friendship between them it's just yeah. so unfortunate that cress williams will not come on this show he will not even Talk to us, and you know what? we gave him his start in show business. He was a student at UCLA, and he couldn't play basketball. Okay, <laughs> right. Cress, come on, talk to me, Cress. What's the he issue? What play. could be the issue? Get to you shoot know? around you. I mean, look, I know he's not doing big, huge shows. We get oh, that. But I'm getting mad. You know, I, it's upsetting. Me. It's upsetting, uh, but let's keep this about. No, we have to bring out your your nephew again, the, uh, the yeah. Kathleen killer. Oh, that's that's that's, good, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah the guy who got Kathleen to, to acknowledge us. That, okay, maybe that's a good idea. We may have Weber. to start. 
Might have to start going down that road. Uh, right. It's really worth it. Uh, we don't get to talk about that character enough. Or yeah, we should do a whole. We should could do a whole Deshaun episode actually. Um, okay, then so just do a, then we should just do a Tiffany rumor episode. Why Tiffany <laughs> won't do anything with anybody else in the cast? That's fascinating. Because, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll ask the fans their their rumors thing. We'll do like a rumor mill and really kind it. of and, and burn her basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't want to burn her, but you know, we, we want to definitely get to the, the nicest way. Sure, of course. Yeah, we we, we definitely her want her. I mean, we want to honor her work. We have to yes, and we do her. want her to come on here and hang out with and, us and, and have I mean, some laughs. She created such an immoral. I mean, as the character got developed, I mean, you know, she was bad. <laughs> she was. She was. Broken. she was broken and psychologically damaged, and, and yeah, great, great, great. All right, listen. I want to. Sh- I want to share some of these things about Jessica. The fans have been writing all day, Beautiful. so I wanted to. You know, Connor says awful news about Jessica. Uh, Allison says my heart and prayers are going out to uh, her daughter and family. Uh, Crystal Hayes says our friend Crystal Hayes member. I love watching her on the podcast. Uh, Velvet wants to know, not related. Are how are you doing with COVID? Are you okay? Are you better? I'm 14 days away, so yeah, I feel pretty good. I was out pleasantly. Uh, I also got a thing from Darren Martin. He's, he he reached out to me and you know just sent his condolences, knowing what we were feeling and as he's feeling too. He's such a sweet man, and we, yeah. we really miss him on the podcast. Miss him a lot. Yeah, come, come home, Darren. Um, yeah, would love to have him on here, especially for that. And, that and, also, and, and obviously, uh, you know, uh, you know, Doctor Doctor Weiss of Team yes. Pharmacology. Uh, you know, she. You know, she, she was a good friend of Jessica's. They were close. Jessica was a blessing. Yeah, that's what she said here to Shira and Shea and them to her. Rebecca Shin says, thinking of her daughter and grandchildren today, as well as all of you, she was always such a joy to watch. Uh, God bless Jessica and her family. Let's see. When Jessica showed up on the podcast and made my day, absolutely loved her. That's from Kristen McIsaac. So uh, just a lot of really beautiful comments about about. Uh, about our friend Jessica. So, all right, Larry. It's, it's uh, unimaginable, really. It's, it's just, it's hard. It hasn't really quite sunk in, even though we know it was coming, but yeah, she was young. She was. Young. Oh, well, yeah. anyway, um, Mayor Spirits. Now, the, so now I understand that this is not coming down until the end of the month. This, this scaffold, the scaffold is not. Oh, coming. yeah, the scaffold thing. No, no, no. I had a big meeting on that today. So. So I don't know if that's made it to the podcast, but that's big news in, in our world. Uh, now I'm going to go to the cantina, which is just incredible down down on uh, which Washington. One you, which one are you going to, Cabo Cantina or Baja yes. Cantina? Oh, Baja. Baja is the, uh, the bigger one. With the, yeah. Uh, oh, good. Maybe mm-hmm. they found their way because it used to be great. It was, it was a commissary for us. And then new people took it over, and we didn't like the menu so much, and we haven't been back as much. So it's good to hear that you're liking that. No, I think you got the whole vibe going on. You go to Thomas's, man, that's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty hip. My son's going there. Oh, Thomas is where it's at in the morning. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Oh, good for you. Um, Uh, You haven't haven't gone to the cow's end or you've gone to the cow's end? No, I haven't gone to the cow's end. Yeah. Should I check that out? Yeah. Yeah, the cow's end's, you know, it's kind of in the first block uh, right next to Cabo Cantina. Okay. The cow's end. It's a coffee place. Nice. Oh, oh, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen oh, yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a real thing. And the upstairs, you can sit and stuff. And you know, oh, that sounds amazing. You know, so that place is pretty cool. And look, oh, the, yeah. whale, the whale, the whalers, classic place too. The whalers. Kind of uh, I went there the other day. That was amazing. Yeah. Did you go to awesome. Hedanos yet? Did you go to Hedanos? The dive bar in the middle of across across the street. No, I it, have to it, check that out. Yeah. yeah, that's where Jim Morrison hung out. And oh, I'm going there. It, hasn't, yeah, cha- there it hasn't changed at all. It's a real <laughs> dive bar. And I'm gonna go like there. Live rock and roll music there every weekend. Have a drink for Jessica. You know, I think you know. Uh, a cam fan asks, "Are you still house sitting for Larry?" Pete, yes, that's what I'm. That's why I'm here. Yes, in this place. So, all right, man, this has been great. We will see you next week. We're gonna plan this uh, super show for Jessica. Um, you'll come up with a way better name, and we've got something really cool and awesome well, happening I with. Bad, I have a bad name, Jessica Argogo. Okay. <laughs> that's not good. No, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, that was the first thing that came to mind. Um, you know, Jessica Palooza. Uh, Jessica Palooza. That's it. Palooza Jessica Palooza. Um, and that, but anyway, um, we got this huge thing going on with Pluto. Yeah. So what is it exactly? 
So, I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk okay. about it just yet, but it's just we're, we're going to be doing a, a very cool version of a watch along with them if, as long as it all plays the right way. Like, and there'll be like a, you know, a lot of people watching with us. A, a ton of people, and everybody will be welcome to join us, and it will be done through some other thing, not through the podcast. So you have to tune in for that. And we're going to bring some guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're planning all that. So Pluto TV, man, that's and where it's at. You know, hey, let me tell you, man. Every night I've been watching Pluto TV. They've got old Stones shows. They've got rock concerts. I mean, yeah, I don't even no, know if you know about that. Yeah. It, well, it's you know, again, my friend Joe uh, Adelian is uh, you know is the streaming guy, and Pluto is the number one. It's the number one of of the of the pay, whatever that tier is called, like paid free streaming yes. or something. Because because obviously there's Paramount Plus and then there's Pluto, and Pluto is so successful they had they weren't able to collapse it into Paramount Plus. It's been so lucrative for them. Yeah, it's going to be really awesome. We can't wait for it. They've been really helpful with us. So. And yes, we want swag. We'll get some swag. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I meant to reply to that email. Yes, we want some more swag. Yes. Yeah, more swag. Okay, okay guys. Hey, well, that was See everybody next week, man. Yeah. Yeah. I survived my update. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, sounds good. Bye-bye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.